Welcome back, listeners, to episode 243 of the FPL Surgery Podcast. My name's Rich, and we're back after a little bit of a break. So obviously, we've just come off the back of the international break. We um, had some COVID um, within FPL Surgery, and also there was a game week where there just was not enough turnaround um, to get a podcast out. But it's good to be back, and we've got a very familiar guest on today. I, I think... He's been on the podcast more times than, than Dave this season. How, how are you doing, Rich? <laughs> I am good, thanks, mate. Yeah, always always happy to uh, step in and help you out when needed. And it's just nice to talk about FPL, um, especially when the week is going all right and I've still got a player to play. Yeah, it's, it's a strange time to record, really, isn't it? Because there's, there's obviously still part of the double game week to go with Everton Burnley. We've also got all these European fixtures as well. So, I mean, things things like always could change throughout the course of this episode. That completely changes everything. But at least we've got the fixtures, right? <laughs> Most of them, yeah. A couple, yeah. Oh, a, couple, yeah. <laughs> couple a couple we're waiting on. But yeah, um, it's. I think most people can start working towards what they want to do now. Yeah, like you say, there's a, there's a couple still outstanding. So while it was good news, you're still left there thinking, you know, what's gonna what's gonna happen? Because there's a couple of key fixtures which I'm sure we'll get onto get on to later that we don't know where they fall but we know most of it we at least know the next couple of game weeks um for sure and this game week coming up is going to be obviously a normal game week no blanks and no doubles um well touch with it is anyway <laughs> it's going to feel weird isn't it? just like everyone's got one game yeah it's going to feel like like well normal like fpl <laughs> yeah but it has to be the week that um, liverpool are playing city so that's all that always ruins it a bit it makes it a little less exciting I mean, yeah, maybe not for you as a Liverpool fan, but for FPL. I mean, it makes it worse for me as a Liverpool <laughs> fan. But yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if it was a low scoring game week this week, but maybe not necessarily that one game because there's been plenty of goals in that recently. Should we start with, I guess we'll start with the game week that's, that's ongoing. What transfers did you do? And I mean, how's your game week been so far? Well, the week before in the blank game week, I sold Salah as part of a minus four to get Harry Kane, which paid off um, because Kane and Son did well. But um, this week I've reversed that and gone Son to Salah, which hasn't paid off because Son did very well against Newcastle. Um, but my other transfer was to get a veg horse, veg horse, however you want to say it. Um, I was kind of, I didn't really have a choice with that one because I had Jimenez, who isn't going to play at all for the next sort of three game weeks with suspensions and blanks. So veg horse just needs to turn up each week and I will get more points from him than I would have done from Jimenez um, but it would be nice if he actually did something so yeah I'm on a minus four so that's 45 points um, it's pretty much a grey arrow at the moment I think there's some auto sub jam coming this week which might end <laughs> end with me being on a slight red arrow but hopefully uh, Veghorst can do some damage against Everton and I'll, I'll end up on a green Nice, nice. Was that was the auto sub jam aimed, aimed at me by any chance? Or? <laughs> I mean, you can talk about that. I don't want to. Don't want yeah, to. yeah. I'll, I'll keep it brief. Um, but yeah, it's it's quite big auto sub jam that I've had that I've had this week. Um, I actually did my first hit for a long, long time. Probably didn't need to do it, but I did. Basically, I removed Kilman and Jimenez. I was glad to get rid of those two, and I got Cancelo and Gelhart. The hit I decided to do Ramsdale to Pope. I, I really don't think I should have done it, even though it looks like it may well pay off. I just think beforehand, I didn't know for sure if Ramsdale was going to be out. I had Foster on the bench. I'm not sure when I'm free hitting. And, you know, Ramsdale had a double in 33 anyway. I think I just did it. I've not been doing many hits and it's been kind of boring me. So 
by trying to be more I've decided to try and be a bit more aggressive and I decided to do that with like one of the most boring transfers you could ever do (laughs) (laughs) well I don't know like you say it might pay off now because Burnley have got decent fixtures well it looks like he's got better fixtures on paper than Ramsdale so it might pay off for you that one yeah but it plays for Burnley I just think you know I thought I haven't done an aggressive move for a while I'll you know, I'll switch my goalies up for a hit. <laughs> but yeah, the, the jam that you mentioned, I guess I have to, you know, I had Salah captain. Um, I decided to start Trent. Now there was obviously leaks on Twitter that Trent was going to be benched. I just decided I was going to play Trent over Doherty. Um, and obviously Trent, I actually wanted Trent to come on. I was thinking that if Trent can come on and score, and loads of because a lot of my rivals saw the leak, so they decided to bench Trent as you should. So I wanted Trent to come on. I wanted Trent to score, and then oh, thank God he didn't. <laughs> well, I I mean I ended up so I I benched him with the with the news. I had Van Dyke, so I had the clean sheet cover if we were to get one. Mm. But I put him second sub, not third sub, because like you, I was like, well, I wouldn't mind him coming on, but I put him second sub behind Ben White. Now, Ben White ended up not doing anything, but last night I was concerned because I was pretty sure Arsenal were going to keep a clean sheet. And so then I'm only getting one of the two. But yeah, no, no Trent, but he's playing tonight against Benfica. So provided he gets through that, touch wood, oh, well, he's, yeah, he's back for City on the weekend. Yeah, no, nice, nice. And I guess you saying that, at least I put Doherty first up in, in my defence. Um, you know. great, great choice, great choice. It's just, and, it's great FPL management, mate. Yeah, no, it is. It's world, world class. And I mean, I didn't get Vekor, so we don't know how he's done yet. You know, he's on, he's on one point at the moment. Because that was the other dilemma. I, I hated having him in Ez, and I remember moaning to Josh about it on WhatsApp when I brought him in. And then I kept him on my wild card. I still was moaning, but I don't want him in Ez, but I felt like I had to have him. Yeah. And obviously, he got sent off in the blank, um, probably under, undeservedly. But I, I didn't want him in Ez. And so that's why I didn't want to move to Veghorst, because I just felt like Veghorst is going to feel like Jimenez, but a little bit cheaper and playing for a worse team. (laughs) Well, yeah, mate, I've saved I've saved one point one million pounds by effectively having the same player for a worse team. So, yeah, I I can't I can't see anything wrong with it. But yeah, it didn't surprise me to see him get booked against City because he's he likes a yellow. I'm starting to learn. He does. Let's find out tomorrow. Um, is it tomorrow when they play Everton? I think tomorrow. it's tomorrow night. I think tomorrow, it's tomorrow night. night. Yeah. So let's see if he gets booked again or, or sent off. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Him and his Another players. forward move. Yeah. I wonder who that would be. Go to Lacazette and he gets sent off in the double. Um, but yeah, sh- sh- I think we should get straight into it because, like we alluded to before, um, we had all the, or most, most of the double game weeks have been announced. So I, I guess, like we mentioned, 32 is going to be, you know, a normal game week. 33 is this double with a few blanks. So we knew about the blanks already. So Villa blank, Leeds blank, Wolves blank, then double wise. And again, we knew all these anyway, but Arsenal double, Brighton, Burnley, Leicester, Man United, Newcastle and Southampton. They've all got doubles in 33. 36 and 37 are where there's, there's been the announcements. So this is the, the big announcement that we had yesterday. So Arsenal double again, um, Villa double. Uh, we've got Chelsea Dublin, Everton, Leeds, Leicester, Liverpool, Norwich, Tottenham and Watford. And then in 37 confirmed doubles, we've had Burnley, Everton, Leicester. 
And then there's some unknowns, aren't there, Rich? So there's the we need to know where that Man City double is going to fall, whether it's 36 or or if it's 37. Yeah, I think that's going to be quite important for people. Well, for maybe only got the one free hit left, and they <laughs> want to make a decision on when they're going to use that final chip because. If it's 36, then you've got Newcastle and Wolves in a double, or 37, it's West Ham and Wolves in a double. So, yeah, I think people are going to want to know that sooner rather than later, but I guess it's subject to City's uh, cup commitments. Yeah, and I, I know Ben was mentioning as well, because um, the, the Chelsea one, is that that's not 100% certain. And I, I would recommend anyone watching, um, sorry, anyone listening, to go to Twitter and go to Ben Krellin, because he's put this all in like a fantastic spreadsheet. Um, so Chelsea could double in 36 and 37, but it's not 100 sure, like 100% certain yet because there's, you know, Chelsea could double in 34 and 35, depending on their. I believe it's their results in the FA Cup and the results in Europe again. Yeah, they've got Madrid, Real Madrid this week, haven't they? And they've got Palace in the FA Cup. So if they were to go out of either of those, it then brings out some free midweeks in, yeah, 34, 35. Yeah, so it's so we've got a lot, but we haven't haven't got everything. Um, so I mean, you're in the same situation as me, Rich. You've got one free hit left. Is that is that right? Yeah, just the one left for me now. So I guess from from our point of view, it's just going to be picking which week you know we free hit. Whether it's I mean, I guess the the main candidates are going to be 33, or do we save it for 36 or 37? Um, there's obviously going to be people listening who've still got their bench boost. I mean, when do you think the best weeks to bench boost is going to be? I mean, I wouldn't bench boost in 33, primarily because unless you're already committed to it, because obviously mm. it's not that far away. But then if you want to bench boost in 33, you're, unless you're planning to wildcard, maybe 34, um, you're you're going to be stuck with probably more Newcastle assets than you'd like. Uh, for example, you know, Burnley, maybe more Burnley than you'd like. Brighton have got a double, but you wouldn't want to go anywhere near that. So I would probably target 36 for a bench boost. Because it's yeah, got the I, most doubles. I agree. I mean, there's that website, fpl.team, um, mm-hmm. and it's brilliant. I mean, you can go on it and you can visualise your team for future game weeks. I believe Live FPL's got one as well. And I've seen a lot of other managers do this. I've done it myself, where you look at your current team, and then if you go onto that website, you can go to game week 36 and see what your team would be like if you didn't do any transfers between now and then. And Kind of, I'm quite anti bench boost, but it actually makes me a little bit jealous that I don't have <laughs> that I don't have a bench boost um, because I've got a lot of doublers in 36. Yeah, I'm in a similar position, um, but like you, I I wanted rid of the bench boost because I didn't want because I, I wildcarded in 25. I didn't want all of that money tied up on the bench until 36. I wanted to sort of get it off the bench quite quickly and get it into the 11, and I'm gradually doing that very slowly um but yeah seeing seeing the i mean we always knew 36 was going to be a big double but yeah it's i can imagine those of you that have got bench boost if you get it right you'll do well in 36 yeah it just seems like the the way to go there because i mean just just look at mine for example my only players that don't double that game week out of my 15 are pope cancello and cancello could still double like we mentioned in in 37 the other 13 of mine do you have doubles? I mean, obviously there are different levels of doubles and there's some very big teams that are going to have a double game week in 36 as well. So maybe there'd be some downside. Maybe there is, you know, maybe the bench boost could stop you getting players like, I don't know, De Bruyne um, going, you know, for a lot more premium players. 
list. Yeah, I mean, I've had a quick look while you were chatting about it there, and I've I've got 13 players already that double in 36. So, yeah. and that's yeah, without making any moves. But I did. I can't, I wish I knew who it was. I can't remember the tweet I saw. It's like you might have 11 doublers, but if you've got the 11 optimal doublers, because and that's important. So like. One of my, I mean, let me have a quick look. One of my doublers is, I'm just looking at it now, Rafinha. He's a good player, but he's got Arsenal and Chelsea. I wouldn't have him on a... Although, based on the results this weekend, that, that would be prime, wouldn't it, against Arsenal and Chelsea? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so, but like, I've only, like, I've only got, who else have I got? I've got Doherty, which, I, you know, I'd keep. But like, I haven't got any Man City. I've got one Chelsea. I've got no Leicester. Um so whilst I've got a a good 11 that would all double, I'm not sure I've got the optimal 11. And so I'd probably try and work to that. No, and that makes sense. And I guess that's going to be the... the di- di- so it's good for bench boosters. So bench boosters can at least get, you know, a good bench boost out. I mean, maybe their first 11 won't be as good. Um, we don't know. You know, there's a lot of luck in this game. Maybe maybe players people hold on to, like Rafinha... Kulisevsky, maybe they haul and, you know, the right thing to do wasn't a free hit. But it's also good for us that have a free hit because it means we can target much more specific teams. It doesn't mean it's going to go well. Um, You'll put the odds in your favour, I'd imagine, but just anything can happen in these doubles. Yeah, agreed. I mean, I the part of the reason that I wildcarded so early was to hold a free hit for 36 because I knew that every, like everyone that's got bench boost or a wild carding late would bench boost in 36 or would try to and so my plan was to hold a free hit back for that and then you use it where other people are you know they're having to to have players on their bench that are going to play a double which is fine you know you, your Tyreek Mitchells of the world or um, I was going to say Joel Veltman but they're not doubling you know like cheap cheap double doubling players I can just go dirt cheap you know Armati for example if I wanted if I didn't really fancy any other Leicester players or just two was enough, 3.8, 3.9, I can just go right to the bottom and then hopefully that can make the difference in my 11. Hopefully is the key word though, isn't it? Because yeah, I remember, you know, a few weeks ago, um, a lot of people free hitted. There's been so many game weeks. Was it game week 28? It, it may well have been. I did. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah, it was, it was yeah, 28 20 or 29. Yeah. And which Man City players did you go for? <laughs> I had. I'm not, sorry, I'm not trying to be nasty, but <laughs> no, no, because I, I was super, I was so excited about it. I was so excited about Mares. Yeah. And um, I was I jealous had, of people having Mares. Yeah, I think I had Sterling. Oh, I can't remember, but it was like it was like the exciting free that people yeah. were banging about on Twitter. So it would have been and Sterling, Mares, Cancelo. Yeah, I think it. Yeah, I think yeah. you're right. And um, yeah, they just did nothing. No, and, they, and like, what. What was funny is people like me who were stuck with boring assets like Foden, Cancelo, some people had Laporte, they, they were the ones who returned. So I think yeah. this is what makes me, you know, I see what you're saying about getting the optimal team. We should always try and get the optimal team um, or as close to it as possible. But you can still get these freak incidents. I mean, I was sat there with just Foden and he scored. Um, like, yeah. And just because of that, that kind of helped me keep up with the free hit. I mean, I didn't outscore the free hit. Um, just just to be clear but stuff like that can happen yeah I um I mean there was an argument wasn't there back then about um not discussing whether your free hit has outscored your normal team because people plan to free hit so they yeah. doubled up on the likes of Arsenal Liverpool so my free hit team was always going to 
outscore my original team, but it didn't outscore it as much as I hoped it was going to because of things like that. Like Mares was meant to be nailed on to start and then Pep saved him for Peterborough in the cup, you know, just annoying. And Matt Doherty got like a ridiculous haul, didn't he? And nobody considered Matt Doherty. Exactly. And it's just, yeah, it's one of these things like it's so exciting when Man City have a double and I'm sure we're going to wait and see when that's going to be so we can try and attack it as much as possible. But I mean, just because they've got two games, I mean, that could just double the amount of pain that that you have. I mean, we've had it in seasons past where, you know, Aguero Aguero got a hat-trick against Arsenal in a double game week. A lot of people went for Sané, who I think got one point. Um, you know, so. <laughs> yeah, I think people triple captain Sane, didn't they? For like, they got the yeah, yeah. He was part brutal. of this. It was that this trinity over the years when they Sane got a point, Mane got a point because he got injured. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and Kane, Kane had a, I think he had a one point because he was ill on the New Year's Day or something. But yeah, there, there's been a few over the years. <laughs> but just with free hit, when are you thinking of? Of, of using it you know looking looking at the fixtures and, and the way they've landed um because i don't think it's hard to navigate i think this is one of the things i've noticed if i didn't have any chips i feel like i could navigate this and you know not with it was quite difficult getting through that 27 28 29 period with the blank as well like that's yeah. why people use wildcard this doesn't feel hard to navigate no i think in terms of when i'll do it yeah it's going to be i mean the, the city news is the the most important one for me if if that gets put into 36 then it's yeah I'll, I'll i'll almost definitely free hit in 36 if it gets put into 37 then what i might do is just focus my transfers beforehand i'll focus them more on city for example then i would normally i mean you've always kind of got to have one eye on city bringing city players in um but yeah i would yeah I think 36 is probably where it's heavily penciled with one eye on 37 subject to the city city news. But like you say, there could be rotation. You've got if city beat um, Atletico, they've got the semi-finals after 34 and after 35. So your second semi-final is on the Tuesday or the Wednesday of the middle of the midweek. And then you've got Newcastle on the Saturday, I think. So it's not a, I mean, like, there's a there's a decent enough gap there, but you know, with Pepe, might just rotate anyway. Well, this is the thing. This is the thing with City. That's probably why. Like, I love Gavin City players, but I, I don't know. Maybe I'm trying to keep my expectations low. If I free hit in the week where City play, I don't want to be expecting that I'm going to get you know some some massive haul. And I, I guess my question would be, if you're looking to free hit purely for Man City, why would you not just go for Man City? Anyway, because I mean they've got like an incredible run. Like in 33, I know it's the double. They, they got they got Brighton at home, then they got Watford, then they got Leeds, then they got like you mentioned that Newcastle game in 36 that could potentially become a double. Um, otherwise, their double would be in 37. Then they finished the season at home to Villa, who looked pretty horrific the last couple of games. Yeah, so I know what you mean. Could the I alternative think... not to just be to target City with your your transfers? Yeah. And you've got City every week. Yeah, I mean, it could be my, I've been sort of tinkering about with my transfers and how I can get to as many City as possible. But to get to someone like a De Bruyne, I'd need to sell a Salah or a Kane because I've got both, mm-hmm. they're my two premiums at the moment. So I think without major surgery, I'd have to lose one of those to get them. Whereas 
if I'm if I can just get by on I don't know maybe a Cancelo I say get by on a Phil Foden he's top class but you know what I mean like the yeah. cheaper ones Laporte. and then in, yeah Laporte for example and then in 36 if they double in that then I can get my optimal free city and then watch as the other ones score instead well, exactly <laughs> so, so I guess the opposite to your strategy would be to go for <laughs> it's called the boring player sounds weird but you know you could go for like Cancelo Laporte and Foden because he's cheap and he's not playing tonight either um or yeah. I didn't see him in the starting lineup um, yeah, he's not. I think that's because Pep really fancies him against um, Trent because he did very, very well against Milner in the last game, if you remember. Of course, yeah. If Trent plays, although is he training again? So Trent's playing tonight against Benfica. So if he comes yeah. through that w- without any issues, I think yeah, I think Foden is nailed on to start on that left wing on the weekend. Oh, wow. So, that, so there you go. So I guess that's the alternative. You could look at targeting those City players now. And then free hitting the players you don't want, as in like from from yeah. the you know from the other teams. I mean, a prime example would be I guess 33, where you know Man United have you know they, they've got a good fixture this week actually away at Everton. Then they've got um, that Norwich Liverpool double in 33, where they're probably going to be the best captain options. Probably will be Man United players, um, or they'll be up there anyway. Yeah, I think. The Man United, the Man United one's an interesting one because, I mean, they're just they're just not very good at the moment. But the the Norwich game should pretty much be you'd expect them to win that comfortably. The Liverpool game, if they can if they can be the team that stop Liverpool winning the title, then they'll you know they'll have the last laugh and all of that this season, despite them finishing sixth or seventh wherever they end up. But There'll, there'll be a huge incentive for them in that second game. So whilst I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit sort of nonplussed about United in free hit 33. If I'm to do it, then they're definitely going to have, they're definitely going to have motivation in both the games. So it could, it could pay off really well because they're not overly well owned. You know, players like Sancho, Bruno aren't well owned, no, so they could do well. They're very low owned, and it's, I mean something I've noticed. So I've been pretty much bouncing around the same rank um, for, for weeks now. And I think a lot of people have been experiencing the same, unless they've used a lot of chips. And the last time I had a proper game was that week that Salah um, missed a penalty against Leicester. And I captained Ronaldo against Burnley. And he was about 24% effective ownership. And that was the week I went from like 12K to 4K or, or something like that, just from a, you know, a low-owned captaincy. Yeah. So in my mind, it's like this season's getting quite stagnant because all the teams are very similar. We've got, you know, we've got three Spurs, we've got three Arsenal, we've got the same kind of premium defenders. Sometimes the only differentials you really have is like, I mean, I guess, our goalkeepers. <laughs> I mean, my lowest-owned lowest, lowest owned outfield player this week was Lacazette, who hasn't scored an open-play goal apparently since the end of last year. Um, despite having a very good, you know, some pretty decent underlying stats. And so these Man United players, they feel like they could be a way where not many people are going to go for them. Then again, I say this, it all depends on what happens against Everton, because it's a very reactive in FPL. So if, you know, Man United destroy Everton, maybe maybe this will change and people will be going for them. Yeah, I think this is the f- target. Yeah, this is this is probably. I mean, I've been playing FPL since it was like Budweiser fantasy football or something. But this is the first season where I've properly realised like how how reactive 
it is. So, you know, people, um, I think some people went for Harvey Barnes, didn't they? Um, mm-hmm. In the blank game week with the Rafinha news. And then, um, was it was it Madison did well? I mean, Madison looked good against United on the yeah, weekend, Yeah, Madison example. looked good against United. He had a goal disallowed, I think, far yeah. out. Yeah. And so, like, there's people constantly flip-flopping. And then there was talk of people maybe binning Doherty off to make room for a, a Cancelo or a Reese James. And now nobody's selling Doherty. Like, it's just, you know. <laughs> I mean, I benched him, mate. I, I wanted to get rid of him, but, yeah. I mean, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's just so, it just seems like it's, you know, week to week, it's changing so frequently. And so like you say, yeah, if, if they, if they absolutely pan Everton, then you can fully expect more people to free hit in 33 to try and jump on lowly owned explosive assets. Yeah, I guess the only thing that might stop that, because I completely agree with that, but this looks like a prime week to roll a transfer because it's kind of underwhelming. There's not really any teams to target. People aren't fully sure what they're doing, which also, you know, builds towards that. There's not really a key player that people are targeting. So I guess people might go into 33 with two free transfers. And if you've got two and you free hit, you then lose one of your free transfers. So maybe that will then stop people then people might be inclined to look at, and you knew this question was coming. I mean, people, first of all, might be inclined to do Kane to Ronaldo, but Salah out. There's a few people talking about this recently. Um, I mean, Salah to Bruno could then become popular. I mean, what do you think of Salah out, first of all? (laughs) So, I don't, I understand it. I understand it because of, you know, Bruno's got a double, City have got a nice run. But I think it was um, Luke, FPL Irons, he, he tweeted the other day because he did the same move to me. He went Son to Salah. He was like, I'm just getting back on him because it's Watford at home. It's Mo Salah. And then he, I think he tweeted, he's like, have I made a mistake here? And I went back and I looked at the points. And this, um, it goes a little bit into um, Mark's question that he asked the the. Um, the, the pod earlier I went and looked at all the, the points that Salah scored in this, these the reverse games this season so against City he got 13 a goal and assist uh, United he got 24 hat-trick and an assist and obviously the bonus Everton he got 15 points with a brace he got a goal against Newcastle for 8 points he blanked against Spurs he got 8 points against Villa 6 against Southampton and 6 against Wolves so that's 82 points in 8 games and I'm not saying that he's going to go and get another hat-trick against Man United, you know, for example, but mm-hmm. I, he's he's one of like four fixture-proof players in this entire game, along with probably Kevin De Bruyne, Harry Kane, maybe even Son. Well, I suppose you could throw in Bruno if United start getting penalties again. Um, so, you, I mean, sell him. You can sell him if you think there's gains to be made. But he can do it against anyone. So, whilst, I mean, he won't be captain this weekend against Man City, but he could still get a goal assist, for example. And then you've got you've got to try and find a way of getting back to him because his fixtures get better again. So he is sellable, but it's a big risk. I I agree. I mean, I don't always like selling selling sell. I mean, obviously, you just had that experience there where you've then had to make the decision to sell Son to get back to Salah. I mean, it's kind of similar to what I had where I. I mean, we talked about this pre-pod, actually, but I had Sterling for so long and then I had to make a decision if I went for Bruno for his double or I went for Salah. 
And I ended up going for a Salah a week early. Um, he blanked. Sterling scored a hat-trick. So luckily he missed the penalty, so it wasn't as painful. But, you know, I'd held Sterling for, you know, 10 weeks, 11 weeks. And then he finally gets that hat-trick when I sell to go to Salah. So I guess with these premiums, you're always going to be playing with, like, these high-risk players that, you know, they could sting you either way. So yeah, there's, there's, a, yeah. there's a lot of risk. You're going to have to take risk, I think, to, to gain or to lose. <laughs> yeah. And I think this is I think this is what you were saying a minute ago in that the game is stagnating a little bit. And yeah. if you want to kick on now, now's the time to be bold and do something like that. Um Kevin De Bruyne, I think he's like eight percent owned. You could move to him. You could well, like I think you said this pre pod, you could go Salah to Bruno for Everton and uh, the double. And then you could go Bruno straight to Kevin De Bruyne for their for City's good run so you could do that you know and that is that could pay off or it could end your season like it's you know if Salah at his ownership goes and does what he can do then yeah it's, it's season over so it's whether you've got that risk appetite I'm not sure I have because I'm at about 37k and I'm quite happy with that I do want to kick on try and get in the top 25k by the end of the season but is me selling Salah the way to do that? I'm not sure. It's got harder because I think earlier in the season, obviously Salah was doing well. So that's one reason we didn't sell him. But another reason was you only, he was the only premium we needed. Like, I mean, that's why I could afford players like Sterling because there was just so much money knocking around. But now we need to own Son and Kane as well. Or, well, one of those or some people have both. Um, so that's made it harder as well. And I mean, maybe Kane could be the one you could sell. I mean, this sounds mad because Spurs look so good and their fixtures are so good. Maybe you don't have to take that risk. And I think all of this then loops me back to maybe free hitting 33, which doesn't seem that popular, is good because you're getting players in who you don't necessarily want long term, like the Man United players. And you could potentially still keep Salah or Kane then. I mean, I'd need to play around with it. And you would probably have to go very cheaply at defenders. You might have to go like, you know, three Newcastle defenders. Something like that, which isn't actually that bad with home games against Leicester, Leicester and Palace, for example. Um, or you know, chucking, you know, chucking a Southampton defender. Um. <laughs> this is, I mean, this is another example of how quick it turns because last week, all the focus was on Harry Kane. He's your captain in game week 30. Mm-hmm. I didn't have him. I went and got him. I had Son, and Son actually outscored him. I like in the article I wrote for the Hub. I I noted that. Um, West Ham down that side weren't fantastic, and so in the, in the in the team that I write about for Fantasy Football Hub, I captain Son got me 30 points. That was lovely. I still got a red arrow because I didn't have Harry Kane, but it was it was like marginal, like a 1k drop. But then this week, all the it's all shifted back to Son. Everyone's like Son, it's just been in absolute incredible form, da, 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 and it's difficult to keep up with it. <laughs> but you know. No, it is. And I mean, what's interesting is I wildcarded in 28. I think a lot of people wildcarded in 28. And I had Son at the time and I was I was more than happy with Son. But I decided because I was wildcard and I wanted to go for Kane just because I, I prefer him as captain. So it made me actually look back. Um, I mean, I don't always like using points, at, you know, actual FBL points to, to prove a point, as it were. But I just added up from game week 28 when a lot of people wildcarded because Spurs had that double in 29. I just added up the points the Spurs players had got since then. 
and it kind of goes along with their with their price. I mean, so Kane's got 44 points since game week 28, and Son's behind him on 39, but obviously he's you know one and a half million or two million two million cheaper. Doherty's a bit of an outlier on 37. I didn't add up Romero, but he's also scored a goal as well. And then Kudzewski's on on 29, so 10 points behind Son, but again he's five million cheaper. So mm-hmm. I mean, they all seem to be doing what they need to do for the price. I think it's good to have three. I think most people do have three. And that's why I'm trying not to sweat it too much, like not flip-flopping between them all. Also, yeah. what's interesting with Spurs is I think they're going to come in with, with free hits. I don't know what you think about this, because if you free hit at 33 or if you free hit 36, Spurs, um, well, Spurs have um, a, a single game week in, in 33. So a lot of people might think about if they free hit in 33, Maybe we could go without, you know, the three Spurs players. 36 Spurs have, you know, an Arsenal, have Arsenal and, and Liverpool. The Arsenal game's at home, Liverpool's away. Um, you're, so you're, you're going to have to make a decision on Spurs players in both free hit weeks. You know, they're so highly owned, they're playing so well. If you free hit in 36 and stick with your three Spurs, you're not, you're not really changing that much in your team, are you? So... <laughs> Yeah, I think I mean I've only got I've only got the two Spurs since I lost Son for Salah in what retrospectively is a terrible transfer, um, just based on one week. Um, but you know, it, well, that's it. Yeah, just <laughs> sobbing on the ledge. Um, but yeah, like Tottenham. I mean that double. We again we said this pre-pod. Liverpool way, you'd back them to score a goal at Liverpool. The way that Liverpool play, yeah. um, Arsenal. I would, I'd have them to beat Arsenal. I think a lot depends on your in in regards to if you're free hitting in 36. A lot depends on where the race for top four is there, because if much like the title race, it's going to the wire. They're going to they're going to be gunning for every single game. Um, I mean the, the you know 33 their home game. They've got a home game to Brighton. You could, if you're free hitting in 37, you could maybe go without Spurs, but then they've got their home game against Burnley. So all of their, like aside from, obviously they've got a double in 36 and they've got two attractive home games in 33 and 37. So it isn't as easy to jump off of Spurs in a free hit either. So it is, as much as I'm pretty confident off of free hit in 36, it's not an easy decision if that makes sense because I'm having I'm gonna to have to give somebody up especially if Man City do double in 36 because I'm probably gonna to want to keep Mo Salah for a double game week. I'm probably gonna want um Sterling or De Bruyne for City and can I then fit Harry Kane in as well? Maybe maybe and then this goes back to our what's your optimum eleven if you haven't got a bench boost. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, th- I, th- I think that actually that makes it quite clear to me, actually. So we're going to have to, I guess at the moment, a lot of people have a very similar team. Um, I mean, like, like I mentioned, one of my lowest, my lowest own outfield player was like 25% effective ownership, <laughs> which is still quite high, I consider. Normally, I'd love to have a couple of players, you know, sub 10%. But we're all just like walking along with our teams. You know, we, we've all got very template teams. And I guess then you start maybe getting scared of effective ownership. I know some people play solely by effective ownership and don't want to take any risks. So I guess maybe in the last few weeks, we, we're not as used to taking risks. So it seems weird to then, but at some point, if we've got free hits or chips left, we're going to have to go against 
effective ownership. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just what free hitting the team that everyone's got. Yeah. And you're not going to gain. The reason you gain, I guess, because you're going for players people don't have. But by doing that, you're then not having players that are highly owned. I know it sounds yeah. obvious, but it's just just thinking about it. That's how we gain in this game. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I was looking at, we talked briefly about Barnes and Madison earlier. And you look at the difference in effective ownership mm. and Madison's barely, barely owned. Barnes is, is the clear pick in terms of effective ownership. And so you think, can I make up ground by going for Madison because he's the lower owned of the two and if you're chasing generally that's the way to go but if he's the lower owned of the two for a reason you know he plays further behind Barnes is constantly having shots in the box etc maybe the obvious pick is in that respect is to go with the most owned player because he's the most owned for a reason but it only takes Madison to whip in a free kick and Barnes to blank and You've made up. You've made up some ground. So it is, it is tricky. But there is going to be a point where you've got to, if you what, if you're chasing, you've got to throw caution to the wind and just be like, right, go with your gut, see what happens. I think even if you're doing well, I think you're going to have to go for it at some point if you've got chips, because otherwise you might as well just not 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 even use them. Do you, do you see what I mean? As in, yeah. otherwise you might literally be free hitting to make like two changes. You know, you want to I have guess, that yeah. small goalkeeper. I guess it depends on your risk appetite as a player. So if if mm. somebody's in the top 10K and they've never been there before, then they'll probably play very defensively to ensure that they get that top 10K finish. Whereas someone like you, um, you know, you'd be like, well, let's see how high I can get. And do you know, do you, it's funny you say that though, actually, because the highest I got this season was about two or three K. Um, and then I, well, I plummeted back to 20 K <laughs> and I was actually trying to play really safe and really template, but this season's just been so like reactive, you know, it's, it's been very hard. Like it was just basically not going for players like Bruno, I think Captain Bowen, yeah. just stuff like that. So I think it's actually, and especially when people have so many chips, I think even trying to play template, you're going to struggle to stay where you are it just feels so volatile if you're not like <laughs> keeping up with all the popular picks I mean I won kind of Kulisevsky in in 28 and put him on my bench and he hauled and he was like 0.4% effective ownership so I, then I went to start in the next week and he's already up to 35 like 40% <laughs> <laughs> like my differential is only a differential for a week um, yeah, he's one of the um, the top risks on live FPL for me. Him and Son, just having a quick look now. I can't remember if it's the Skull or the Devil that's worse, but Kulisevsky's effective ownership is 60% at my <laughs> rank. It's like, mad, isn't it? And, yeah, then if you mad. Were, and then if when you're free hitting, you're going to have to make decisions over those first players again, because their fixtures do look, their fixtures look so good. Yeah. I mean, I can't say, I mean, the, it's funny, actually, because I guess the two teams you could, you know, how Man United against Liverpool. So Man United are playing away to Liverpool in 33. That feels like a fixture people are saying they can't score against. As in Man United won't score against Liverpool, it's just an extra two points. But like you said earlier, they could. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the same thing with Spurs in 36, where you know they've got to go downfield. But, but they could easily score in that game. Um, and I guess we're only thinking, I mean, in my head now, I'm looking at Arsenal at home for Spurs in 36 and thinking, oh, that's not too bad. I mean, it's a lot of that's because I watched Arsenal play against Palace last night. You know, Arsenal is still a very good defensive team. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to see that as the same as Man United having Norwich in 33. But, um, I mean, what kind of players are you going to be targeting? Are, are there definite players, your chips aside, 
are there definite players you're going to be looking at to you know transfer in over the over the coming weeks? I mean, you obviously mentioned the Leicester midfielders already. Are they like a key target for you? Yeah. So, I I mean, I would quite like. I mean, it's quite it's quite easy for me because I've got Rafinha who blanks in 33. Mm-hmm. So, provided I I've got a little bit of spare change, I can do Rafinha to Barnes or Madison, whichever one I decide I want to go for. Um, That's going to be a popular move, I think. Yeah, I can. Yeah, and I mean Barnes has already gone up recently. I think. Um, yeah, with the Rafinha with the Rafinha illness, and then people mm. ran, started bringing him in last minute. Um, so yeah, Barnes or Madison. There's, I mean, I could even I considered doing Coutinho to the other one, and just having both of them. But the problem I've got there is that I'm going to want, I'm probably going to want Coutinho back if they, well, they're either going to double in 35 or 37. So I'm probably going to want Coutinho back, even though he's quite um, fit, like fits and start, you know what I mean? Like he's quite sporadic with his hauls. I'm probably going to, you're probably going to want him if he's got a double of Norwich and Crystal Palace at home, you're probably going to want Coutinho. So, so. yeah, so they're going to, so Villa are going to have back-to-back doubles, aren't they? It's just, we don't know if it's 35, 36, or 36, 37. That's right. So, I mean, this is another thing where I'd quite like to know that sooner rather than later, because then I can make a decision on if I want, because, you know, Villa play Man City in 38, so I'm not going to necessarily want Villa assets in 38. So an argument could be made that on my free hit, I um, I sort of like, I just get, I sell him now and then get him in on a free hit in 37 if they've got Palace and Burnley. And then I haven't got to worry about him in 38. But there's a risk there. Um, I guess Ramsey I, owners might have the same. I mean, he's obviously not at the same level as Coutinho. I kind of hate mm-hmm. owning Ramsey's. But I mean, if you've got him as your fifth midfielder, it would be nice yeah. to know, you know, when this is going to happen because you could end up just just keeping him. And whether you, I guess then you'll have a dilemma at the time is if you play Ramsey because he's not quite Coutinho. Yeah, um, this is the thing. I mean, yeah. I've got him and I'd probably just hold him. Um, but with Coutinho, obviously, you can do a lot more with the cash. Like, he's not far away yeah. from a Mason Mount or a Havertz, for example. Or like Foden. Foden, Foden yeah. Before, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I need Cancelo. That is my main focus in the next couple of weeks because I sold him um, as part of a move to get Rudiger in the week I should have captained Reese James. <laughs> but I went with the sure pick of Antonio Rudiger. Um, so what I need Cancelo back. <laughs> I know, mate, absolute thunder bastard of a goal. Couldn't believe it. I, t- I took my took my eldest to the cinema to deliberately avoid the three PMs because I didn't have Cancelo. I didn't go for Reese James, so I didn't I didn't know the lineups or anything. And then I came out of the cinema and I was checking. I was like, Chelsea losing four one at home. And then I was like, oh yes, Rudiger scored. <laughs> so I was really pleased with that. Um, and then later on, I found out that James only came off thirty five minutes. But yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna want Cancelo back. Um, soon so I'll probably wait until 33 for that one but um, City, Chelsea, Leicester probably the main ones I'm the main teams I'm looking at at the moment. Yeah I mean for me I, I agree with that so I mean Chelsea I've got I've got the two defenders I've got Rudiger and James already um, I, I had to force myself to get Cancelo this week because I hate not having any Man City yeah. and even that even just Cancelo just feels very light like I've had three City midfield I'm um, sorry Three City players, like honestly, most of the season, like, and it feels weird just having Cancelo. I still feel a bit, 
light there, but they they are hard to get in, and you do need still need a bench um, when you when you when you've got them. And the third team in obviously with Leicester, I'm still really undecided on them. <laughs> like I feel like because I've got Rafinha, I need to do that. You know, I need to do that move to either Barnes or Madison. It just feels safe. I don't know about beyond that. I mean, if Vardy was back, that would probably push me to free hit 33. Okay. Because then we can have like Ronaldo, Vardy. I don't think it's going to happen because I don't know if he's going to be fit enough to then play both games in the double game week. But could you imagine having like Vardy, Ronaldo and I guess Lacazette? <laughs> Definitely having Vardy and... Um, yeah. Vardy and Ronaldo as like really low differentials. Yeah, and like explosive, explosive differentials as well. That yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, yeah, they've got PSV, haven't they? So they've got PSV um, Thursday of this week in the mm-hmm. uh, Europa Conference League. Then they've got the away leg next week. So by, I mean, if you're yeah, if you're undecided on free here, you'll know if you in regard to Leicester, you'll know what you want to do probably by. Thursday night, Friday morning, if you want, if you want to make a decision then. But yeah, don't get me wrong, I'm not ruling out a free hit in 33 because of the upside. Like I, I do low key like the thought of the upside. I remember a couple of years ago when it when we all captained Sterling for his hat trick at Brighton, and the, like, the yeah. third one, like he fell over and it came <laughs> off his shoulder, just 42 pointer, like, unbelievable. And, like the feeling is just nothing. It's nothing like it. No. So yeah. If I if I can if I can get an like a, a tenth of that feeling again that would be amazing but yeah Leicester are a tricky one because they rotate from time to time as well. That's why I don't really fancy them as like long term picks but because they've got so many fixtures I feel like I have to. Um, so I'm not going to argue against like that. Bit like Yeah, well I think like it's an upmarket Veghorst. <laughs> but yeah, um, so yeah, I feel like. I know we're jumping between things here, but I think it's just such a broad, it's just such a broad conversation because there's so many things to think about. And I do think, like you mentioned, the upside in 33, it it could be huge because I feel like people can plan for 36 and 37. I know we don't know the full slate of fixtures, but we know roughly what they are. So I think everyone's going to, have to plan towards it. A lot of people are going to be using chips in those weeks anyway. So I don't feel like that's going to be one of these massive game weeks unless you just have some, you know, you pick the random defender who scores a brace. You know, you pick the John Stones and he does what he did like last season. You know, that's going to be the kind of thing that might define how people do. But in 33, it could genuinely be a shot at, you know, going for players no one no one has. I mean, I suppose you could get a similar thing if some doubles do drop in 34 or 35. So these are the ones that Ben Credin has got down as unlikely double game weeks. They, you know, rely on something. But those are going to be the kind of weeks where you could... I mean, for example, if Man United got Brentford and Chelsea in 35, maybe that could be a, you know, a free-hit week. Um, just, think, just thinking out loud. Or or if Palace got Southampton, Aston Villa. But those aren't confirmed game weeks. Yeah, I'm having a quick look at that now because Man City have got Leeds, haven't they? Um, yeah, could be interesting. Well, yeah, that that would be the other thing. And then the, the week before, like I mentioned, thirty-four. If a surprise double drops in, because um, then City have Watford, which yeah, <laughs> Watford, Watford at home. So that's kind of what leans me away from thirty-six, thirty-seven. I can see the appeal. It seems like the sensible thing to do, but it just yeah. feels like you might get a bit more upside if you're not happy with where you are, risking it in one of the the alternative weeks. I don't like 38, though. I don't know about you, but a fixture seems to fall really well for the nice teams. 
or the good teams. So 38, I don't like a free hit then. Yeah, I mean, Chelsea have got Watford, and by then you'll probably have a couple of them. Yeah. Well, Liverpool have got Wolves, which historically, we get Wolves quite a lot on the last day of the season, and we always Mm. seem to do okay. Spurs, Norwich. So, again, yeah, you're well set, aren't you? Arsenal have got Everton. You're well well set. Yeah, I mean, that FPL Top Team website is amazing, because I just went to 38, and I was like, oh, all these fixtures are incredible. And I remember a couple of years ago, a lot of people were free hitting in 38 and a lot of people actually lost, cost themselves points. Because I remember it was a week where Bruno did well. Um, I think people were removing De Bruyne and stuff, but basically the template did very, very well. And I could see the template doing very well in 38, whatever the template is then. So, yeah, I would agree. Yeah. But yeah, um, I guess what we do is we go for the piss break and then we come back and then we chat a little bit more, go through a couple of questions that we've got. And then I guess we look look forward to the next next game week, normal game week. Um, so it's time for the Iceman's Piss. Welcome back and we'll get straight into so we've got a few questions um, on Twitter so we'll start with those ones so Mike Jeske uh, also known as Bitter and Stout said as a regular owner I'm considering a Newcastle defender for the next three then jump onto the James train in 35 Mike owns Rudiger else tolerate Doherty's eye ownership chase the points what you reckon so Rich um, if you are a regular owner do you like that plan? Like go to the Newcastle defender and then then obviously move on after the next three. So do you think he's saying either go to Doherty or go to a Newcastle defender, or is he is he saying just go to the Newcastle defender and avoid Doherty? Do you reckon? It's a good good. But see, the way I read it was that he's looking at basically bringing in the Newcastle defender. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then moving that Newcastle because Newcastle got very short term fixtures, very short term are good. Yeah, they are. I'm just looking now. Yeah. Then they then they become awful. So I guess then you want to be looking at a more yeah, a more premium defender like James or, or Doherty. Yeah, I, w- I I mean I I fancy it. I think um, Shah is it. He scored a free kick at the weekend. So if he's on if he's on set pieces, um, they've got, they've got good fixtures. I think it's Wolves, isn't it? Then it's a double. They've got who they got? They've got Leicester at home. And Palace at home, which are pretty good, and then they've got Norwich away, and I think Norwich are like pretty shoddy from set pieces, so he could get on the end of a corner as well. So yeah, Shah, I would, I would look to, I maybe Matt Target if you fancy a winger. I think Trippier's still out, isn't he? So I wouldn't go for him. But yeah, I, I, I think that's quite good. And Shah's, I think Teach Mode fancies Shah, doesn't he? So. Yeah, he does. He yeah, does. Okay. I, I always liked Shah in, um, in like um, international fantasy tournaments. I remember him scoring at Euro 2016 um, in, in France. I think it was against Albania, I want to say. But I don't, I don't know why I remember that. But I've always liked him since since then. Um, <laughs> it's funny yeah. these random memories we've got in it about yeah, I think football. it was Albania I might have to edit this out if it wasn't Albania um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, 
yeah, I, I like it. I, I guess the only thing with me is I'm looking at going straight to the premiums. Like I went to yeah. Cancelo already, um, even though I knew coming to this game week they're playing Liverpool, so it's, it's far from ideal. Um, I think I'll go straight to James still. I well, like Southampton, haven't they? Is it, yeah, they, yeah the Newcastle got... fixtures are good, but James is just—it's just ridiculous how explosive he is. I mean, I—I hmm. <laughs> I got him in. I think I got him in at a period where a lot of people got him in, and he went like one, no, mm-hmm. two, one. After he'd gone thirteen, twenty-one, eight, fifteen, or some, something insane. Um, and then I, yeah, like I said earlier, I opted for Rudiger's six points over his 18 because uh, I don't like I don't have a massive risk appetite and then I was proved right because he got injured and then he yeah so yeah so I'm, I'm the winner really joke was on me wasn't it with my <laughs> yeah. Pale captain. But yeah I think I think yeah if you're if you're interested in a, a lowly owned cheap differential go for him but I'm I'm kind of I feel like this is the business end of the season now so I want to get in players that I'm going to want for the rest of the season now. It just so happens that I haven't got Cancelo, so it's quite an easy move for me to get him ahead of a decent run. But yeah, I, I can't see much wrong with going Shah and then James because you're capitalising on two sets of good fixtures. It's almost annoying there's so many good like premium options in defence because I almost don't want Doherty. I know it sounds stupid because he's just got yeah. this massive points hole, but I look at the players I don't have. Like, I've got Trent, I've got Cancelo, I've got James, and I've got Rudiger, so I'm happy with them. But then I look at Doherty, and I think, I haven't got Laporte, I haven't got Robertson, you know, I haven't got Van Dijk. I probably wouldn't go that far. But, you know, I haven't got Robertson, and I haven't got Laporte. So yeah. I don't really have space to bring in, like, Newcastle defenders. So I think if Mike can afford to go higher, I just I just would. But just get James in now. Yeah, but yeah. something I quite like about this game is trying to find those little cheap gems, especially during double game weeks. And I think Shah is one. But it's just the way that the season's fallen. It's really hard to get them in your team, let alone start them. And it was, it was kind of one of the problems I had with Veghorst. Because you think I'd already benched Doherty. If I brought Veghorst in as well instead of Gelhart, I'd have had to start Veghorst. So I wouldn't have even got Doherty off, off the bench. Yeah. So <laughs> it's not just getting these players in, it's actually starting them over like players that play for like premium teams. Another thing as well is that what's to say he gets to 35 and he's not got other fires that he needs to put out? Well, yeah, yeah. Although people seem to love hits at the moment. so <laughs> <laughs> And it will be a double game week, so hits in yeah, a double so game week are absolutely fine. Yeah. Minus 20, can't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think all those moves sound good anyway. Um we had a question from Mark. So, is it worth bringing Bowen in with only seven games left? I mean, what, what do you think about that? Obviously, Bowen, Bowen. You know, a lot of people thought he wouldn't even play, and then he's, you know, he's pulled. They've, I mean, they've got they've got Brentford this weekend. That's a nice fixture. Then they've got Burnley, nice fixture. So, then they've got Chelsea. So, I mean, I would probably say. You're probably, I mean, unless you've already got a Barnes or a Madison, then, or, you, you know, if you can maybe make a jump up, because Bowen's 6.8, Mason Mount's like, what, 7.3, is he? Or 7.5 tops, I think. If you can make that jump, I'd probably go for them over Bowen, just because you've got players there that have got more fixtures, decent fixtures as well, like Chelsea in their, uh, sorry, West Ham in their last however many games they've got eight they play Chelsea City and Arsenal it's not 
it's not an easy run in by any stretch and they're still in the Europa League they're probably focusing on that try and get themselves a trophy and for the Thursday Sunday games can be quite difficult to navigate the weeks because it's quite a short turnaround so I'd probably I'd probably avoid him personally yeah, I agree with you there. I think just, the, yeah, like you said, the European fixtures, they give us a perfect excuse to just ignore West Ham. Um, I mean, obviously, they've still got great assets. And if it wasn't for all these doubles, I mean, maybe then we could consider them. But they still have Europe. So it's two. it seems to be two flags for me. Um, and there's so many other midfielders we want, aren't there? Like, yeah, it's this is the thing. It's like... Him. There's so many midfielders, there's so many defenders, and there's no, there's one striker that everybody wants, and so you. But it, you, you, that means you're having to make sacrifices in the two positions where there's a lot of choice. Mm. So I think yeah, because of that, that I mean, there's easily five other midfielders that I'd probably want. Even in that price bracket, you've got Barnes, Madison, Kulu. If you haven't got Kulu, um, just just three off the top of my head that you'd probably want, and then you've 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 likely got a Salah, a Son for example. So, yeah, I'd probably, I'd probably swerve Bowen, but it's not to say that he won't do well. No, no, exactly. It's, it's just such a weird season, isn't it? This business end of the season. It seems like it's picking for such a small pool of players. I just wonder if there's better differentials who've got doubles. Because I, I guess the only reason to go for Bowen would be, you know, you're trying to be different, basically, um, with obviously a, a very popular, a very good FPL asset. But maybe yeah, I mean, Zaha for example, because you've at least then got penalties. <laughs> I mean, like in the very, in the very, very short term, it's just unfortunate for West Ham that they've got Lee on either side of Brentford and Burnley. Yeah. Like if the, if this Europa League sort of tie was in a couple of weeks, then I'd be like, well, he's worth a short term punt. And then you can move on to somebody because Brentford and Burnley are good fixtures. Obviously we've just seen Brentford turn Chelsea over, but it's not to say that, you know, Bowen wouldn't find any joy against him. But yeah, I just just looking at other other teams with short term fixtures, like Leicester, Crystal Palace, then they've got Newcastle and Everton. Um Yeah, it's just yeah, I I wouldn't I wouldn't go for Bowen at the moment. What I hope is he gets forgotten about, he doesn't score too many points, and then he's nice and cheap. You know, for the next season, because I think he's it maybe is already time to start thinking of the players we're going to go for next season. I mean, we won't go into it now, but he could be one. You know, if hopefully they price him nicely because he doesn't finish the season too strongly. <laughs> yeah, that would be good, wouldn't it? And same with Rafinha, if he could, if he can yeah. slip in at under under eight million, although he I don't well, know he might be in the league or something. Yeah, could be, yeah. oh yeah, Bundesliga <laughs> or whatever. He'd be like yeah, ten million euros, but. Um, yeah, that's brilliant. So that, that was our questions. We did have one on Slack um, from the Iceman asking who our game 39 captain would be. Um, so it's just to mention, um, we mentioned it on the pod before, um, but there's there's an event in game week 39, so the 28th of May. It's in Birmingham at Castle Vale Stadium, I believe. Um, I think you're going to it, Rich. I'm going to it. The Iceman's yep. playing. Um, yep. So that's why, that's why he's asked. Um, but you can you can come along. It's I believe it's five pound a ticket. You can go to gw39northversussouth.co.uk. So a very catchy um, URL that Benny's decided to choose. Um, but you can go there. You can get a ticket for a fiver. Um, you can even just go there, not buy a ticket and donate. Um, so it all goes to Street Charge United, um, and it's it's for charity. Um, so that that should be a lot of fun. Um, who are you captain in that, Rich? 
So currently, I am captaining Corf because Corf is probably one of the only players on either team that actually plays regular football. So I back Corf to do well. Um, he's keeping quite quiet, but I back Corf to do well. Uh, Iceman is my vice captain, though I will say that. Iceman okay. is my vice captain. So he, he made you do that. Or... <laughs> he just slid into my DMs and said. Yeah. If you want to come on the surgery pod, you need to at least make me vice captain. So, <laughs> no, brilliant. I mean, it's it's nice that Cor- nice that Corf's playing for the north. Is he from the north of Wales? I don't think he is. <laughs> he sa- is it? Sounds like it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. All right. Well, we move on. But that's 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 um game week thirty nine. So it's GW thirty nine North versus South UK. It's in Birmingham, the twenty eighth of May, twenty twenty two. And we'll give that a retweet as well on the, on the Twitter account, which, by the way, is at FPL Surgery. So I just wanted to mention, actually, so the Surgery Cup, um, Iceman arranged all of that. And we had CJ, who beat Magnus Joyce in the final um, a couple of weeks ago. So, I mean, that was that was quite, that was quite fun. Although Iceman did mess it up and we had a few teething issues. We got it all sorted just in time to realise I'd been knocked out in, I don't know when I was knocked out, last 16, I think it was, but... I mean, that that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun on the Slack channel. And that's all the questions. So I think what we're going to do now, Rich, is we'll do our transfers and captains, or our captains. Okay. So I guess we focus, we've been focusing all episode on all the upcoming stuff. Um, so I guess let's try and see what we're doing for this game week, which we've not actually talked about this game week. So <laughs> I'm probably, yeah, I'm... I'm probably going to roll. Um, like you said earlier, it feels like a great a great week to roll a transfer. Like I want Cancelo. Do I? Um, do I need? Well, maybe. But like, am I desperate to bring in Cancelo when they're playing Liverpool? No. So I feel they're like if I roll, yeah, they are at home and Cancelo is excellent. But I'd be selling Van Dijk. And at the moment, I can bench Van Dijk and be pretty relaxed about the fact, knowing that Liverpool are probably going to concede. So I think I'm going to roll and that gives me two frees for 33. So I, I probably won't free hit in 33, but I'd like the option of two frees just to make sure that I'm not going to. And if I do, I lose a transfer, but it is what it is. But, you know, I'd rather have the information and burn a transfer than commit to a free hit 33 when I necessarily don't want to. And I'll be captain and Kane, most likely, with Rafinha probably as my vice. Who, who are your Spurs assets again? I've just got two. So I've got Kane and Doherty. Got Kane and Doherty, OK. Oh, I, mean, I, I mean, I guess if you had Kudasevsky, you wouldn't captain them anyway. But just wondered. Um, no, no, I like that. I like that. I, I like what you said as well about, actually, I guess you could roll the transfer and still have the option to free hit in 33. It doesn't feel right, but like we mentioned earlier, there doesn't seem to be any obvious moves to target this week. Like looking at the fixtures, I mean, I guess you could go early on Leicester, but then Leicester are playing in Europe, and Palace looked so good yesterday, so that that doesn't feel like a, a fixture to target anymore. Yeah, Palace always look really good at home, but they are away to Leicester. But like you say, Leicester Europa Conference League or or whatever it is mm-hmm. you know it could yeah it, I think Palace will make it difficult for them um you could maybe opt to go early on a United player if you if you desperately want to tap into some Man United variants you could go and get Bruno or Ronaldo but like you said I, I mean another option I looked at was Van Dijk to Reese James and just make that move this week 
just get um, it done. Yeah, but then that that makes it more difficult for me to reach Cancelo at a later date. And I really do fancy Cancelo from 33. So I feel like I'm going to have to go Cancelo now and then gradually get to Reese James, maybe in 34 or 35. See, I'll do it the other way around. I don't want to put be the devil on your shoulder. But yeah. I mean, something that's worked with this season, um, it didn't work last season. So bear that in mind. It doesn't always work. I've just been the second Reese James's bit. I get I get him in and I mean obviously it's rewarded me so I'm, I'm happy about that but yeah I'd prioritise James over Cancelo personally especially when you consider the fixture this week like I mean obviously we need to see what happens in Europe and you know see Tuchel's press conference yeah I, I like that game against Southampton yeah I, I mean I'm looking at this is used to this earlier I'd I'd have to like I have to play Veghorst because he's got Norwich Whereas if I'd yeah. never bought him in the first place, I wouldn't worry about it. So I'd have to, I'd have to bench uh, Coutinho at, against Tottenham or Saka against Brighton or Doherty away to Villa. So or Ben White maybe. But yeah, so I'd have a, I'd have a slight benching headache if I did it. But we'll see how Chelsea look in Champions League. I mean, do you have to play Veghorst away to Norwich? Yeah, I'm not. Okay. Yeah, see, I'm committed to the veg horse, mate. I think it's clear why you've gone for him and I haven't, because I, I honestly would not start him. I don't even know if I'd have started him if I got him last week, so that's that's why I didn't. So I didn't get him. I, but, it just goes. I was looking at. I always look at like set piece data and chances conceded from headers and stuff. And Norwich are pretty bad, and he's quite tall and a striker. So <laughs> I'm hoping that he can score. Like I bought him in just primarily the amount of fixtures they've got coming up. And I was like, five fixtures in three game weeks. He's definitely going to outscore Jimenez. Well, hopefully he's going to outscore Jimenez. Um, And he's got Norwich. So, yeah, hopefully it pays off. It's so dangerous me saying this when he's not even played his good game against Everton tomorrow. So, I mean, he he could go crazy. I just, there were so many things I didn't like about him. I just feel like so much of his value was in penalties that we don't know if he's got. Yeah. Like and yeah. his stats, like they're awful. really bad. <laughs> it's not. Right. It's not a statistics pick. In like, whilst I mentioned that I've looked at like headed chances conceded, set piece chances conceded, like the last time he did anything was when I was at the Bristol FPL meetup that Tom okay. WGTA sadly couldn't make, and he got twelve points, and I just I had such a great day. <laughs> so it's a it's a bit like well. Maybe I can get some more of that from Veghorst, but yeah, since then, since then he has done nothing, like literally nothing. So it's 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 a wing and a prayer. It's it's a hope. It's a hopeful pick. So don't let him stop you getting James. <laughs> Basically, don't, don't let him punish you more than he needs to. Oh, I mean, God, he's, he's gonna he's gonna score tomorrow now. But, um, I really hope so. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be very quiet after that um <laughs> yeah my moves I mean it's quite similar to you really like I've got well I haven't got records but um I've got I've got the free hit and I'm looking at my team and I, I like it so I'm probably gonna roll like I've already got Trent on the bench um because I've got this so I've got Cancelo, James, Rudiger, Doherty and Trent as my back back five but then I'm very happy because I've got Kane and Lacazette as my strikers. I've got Kulisevsky, Rafinha, Saka and Salah as my midfielders. So someone has to be benched um, because I decided to go for big at the back. So it was going to be Doherty. And I'll admit, I kind of, you know, after what happened the other day, I was like, I'll bench Trent. But it doesn't it doesn't feel great. But 
Also, if I do free hit in 33, and I need to decide this very, very soon, I hate the idea of not using my transfer. So then I was thinking oh, I could do like Lacazette down to Mateta or Greenwood, for example, as in the Leeds Greenwood, um, just to get a bit of money out. Then I can play Trent. Everyone's talking about Mateta now. I don't really want him. Like, it's purely just because <laughs> to get some money. Like, as yeah. in, I want to play one up front. My idea is I want to have five good defenders, yeah. five good midfielders, and Kane up front. And Harry Kane, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's, what, that's what I'm trying to get to. Maybe I'm not looking at the fixtures too much. Now, obviously, selling Lacazette before Brighton at home, I still like Lacazette, despite him not scoring open play goals. Uh, you know, he's a, like an expensive beg horse. He's on penalties. <laughs> full of assists, and he's on penalties. Yeah. It's full of assists. But, yeah, it feels a bit... Because I don't know if I'm going to free hit in 33. So I'd have to do some weird move that doesn't really benefit me in the short term. Or, like you say, just not use my transfer. It's yeah, I don't... Tricky. See, I'm not... If I decide I'd rather have that information and then decide to free hit than commit to it and then and then it underwhelm. So I know... I, don't, I, I'm, I mean, I'm loathe to lose a transfer, but if that happened... Like, you know, would you give up one transfer to make up 50 points on the pack? You would, absolutely would do it. So True. you just... Yeah, I'm just going to... My plan... <laughs> now that you've said about Van Dyke to James... I may not roll. It, I had looked at it, but if I can if I can make a plan to ensure I get Cancelo in 33 as well, then maybe I won't. But yeah, if I do roll and then I free hit and it pays off, I'd yeah be over the moon. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry if James is benched after I said that. But <laughs> I don't, I don't Again, yeah, he yeah. could be. He just I mean, like Chelsea, that their their priority must be the cups now. So. I'd expect quite a lot of rotation and that's kind of why I went Rudiger anyway because I'm so beige as an FPL manager just like one but obviously Cancelo Trent fine because they're pretty they're pretty nailed but James yeah I I feel like he'll get rotated a bit well that's why I've gone for both because I'm trying to be a bit more sensible this season so I've gone for like it's like that picture quote isn't it I've gone for Rudiger he's like my you know the main (laughs) and they've got James (laughs) with dessert like I've just got a bit a bit of both, so I can have my fun. I, I mean, I didn't expect Rudy to score, Rudy to score and that goal as well, which is like 0.01 xG. But anyway, <laughs> I'm going off a tangent. But um, yeah, and I'm gonna, I'm going to probably captain Captain Kane. There was something I was thinking about, and we were obviously talking about selling Salah earlier. And I'm, a, you know, I want to keep Salah all season. He's brilliant. He's normally the best captain. I see no reason to sell him. I don't believe in out of form. But there is that opportunity to move him to Bruno because Bruno potentially would be the best captain this game week and the next. Yeah. Because you could captain Bruno away to Everton. Everton, who are awful. And I guess we'll see what happens against Burnley tomorrow. I mean, it may be a fair course scores against Everton. Then Bruno Fernandez is essential captain. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, then obviously Man United have the double, which involves Norwich at home as well. Um, yeah, yeah. So th- there's that in my mind too. Uh, it's 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 just difficult at the moment. That's, I mean, that sounds that sounds again for you. That sounds perfect because then you could, I mean, you don't like Bruno. 
but you could. I've captain never captain. I've never captain Bruno. You could, could you imagine? You could I did it when no one owns him, and like yeah. two fingers up at everyone that laughed. Yeah. Like, why did you never captain Bruno, Rich? Why did you captain Bruno? Imagine if he scores a brace of penalties, <laughs> and you you slagged him as a penalty merchant, and then you captain him for a brace of penalties, and then yeah, you captain him in 33, and he does similar, and then you can just yeah, you can just move to to Bruno in 33, oh, you just you're, sweep. You're, it's like you're writing a script. What would really happen is it, it would just ruin my season. Yeah. Just Bruyne is benched for Watford. And, <laughs> like, this is an absolute shit show. But yeah, like, that's the dream. But I, yeah, it never goes that, it never goes as easy as that, does it? No, no, it doesn't. doesn't. Um, no, I've, I've really enjoyed that, Rich. And especially, you know, it's difficult recording at the moment. We've got all the fixtures, but again, not all of the fixtures. I'm hoping we know more in the next couple, you know, next couple of episodes, next couple of weeks. I'd say Ben Credin's an essential follow, um, you know, to to get all of like like I say, I'll retweet exactly what he's you know tweeted out. Um, but yeah, Rich, no, thanks so much for coming on. Um, are you going to get Reese James? I do like Reese James. There's a there's a mate there's a mate of mine, Lee, and like all every every night before deadline or whatever, we're always chatting about what we're going to do and. The week that I went Rudiger, he went James, and he's like, "I'm going for it, I'm going for it." And I was like, oh, "I'm too beige, mate. I'm going to go Rudiger." And then the day after, I was at Furniture Village when Reese James was going mental, and I was just like, "This is the worst day of my life." So <laughs> I like the Furniture Village. <laughs> yeah, we're shopping for mattresses, mate, because we're buying a house, and I was just like, "Yeah, this one's nice," knowing that Reese James is going mental in my pocket, and like everyone's like, everyone's just playing trumpet, <laughs> the trumpet meme, and all of that, and just I'm there sat on my mattress. Thinking about my ba- my beige Rudiger clean sheet. So yeah, I I might I might do it just to avoid any future furniture village incidents. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, because there's there's never any bad sides to owning Reese James at all. Like it's it's always only good. <laughs> well, apart from whenever I own him. Yeah. yeah, please don't break him. But no, but no, yeah, honestly, yeah. thank you so much for coming on. And um, how can people find you on on Twitter? I'm sure they know by now. But <laughs> um, anyway. I'm at. <laughs> I'm at I'm at Rich P underscore FPL on Twitter and I write um, articles about my um, using my quite terribly named using FPL points as a metric FPL team on Fantasy Football Hub. Have you got a better name for that yet? I know you were looking for one. I uh, I've, I've <laughs> spoken to numerous people and no one can think of a good name for it. So if anyone's got any suggestions, let me know because it's far too long and far too wordy and it doesn't really tell. Does an, ac- does an acronym work? Is there some kind of acronym for it? Oh, maybe I'll have to have a look at that. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. It'll end up spelling up the pod. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, and talking <laughs> of that, Rich, talking of that, we, you've just got one more thing to say. Up the pod. Up the pod. Up the pod.